When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And a very good morning, afternoon, evening. I don't know what it is. Joe Beningo with the Idiot the Pain Podcast. It is Monday. It is August 21st. And it's 2023. The Joe Beningo with the Pain Podcast brought to you by the Atkinsack Brewing Company. I need a discount tire. And of course, DraftKings did a little Valare today. For those who care about what I do before, because I always warm up before I do the show with a little song, right? A little musical endeavor. And uh, today I did the great Bobby Rydell version of Volare. It's been done by very a lot of people. I forget the original who did it in Italian. I got it written down somewhere. I know Dean Martin has done it as well. And Benigno just did it. Yeah, uh, my wife will check it out. Some extremely Italian dude. So I can tell you that. But anyway, a little Volare. If anybody cares, nobody does. But I'll tell you what people do care about. They care about Aaron Rodgers. And how about this? Aaron Rodgers will play on Saturday night against the Giants in the final preseason game at MetLife. Now, I don't know. I, I get, Rodgers made the call. This was strictly him. You knew it would be. He wants to play. He wants probably going to play a couple series. Um, I, I think it would behoove uh, uh, Coach Sala and company to put whatever they consider to be the starting offensive line in this game at least as long as Rodgers is playing. Because we cannot have any catastrophes because God forbid anything happens to him. And then we can basically all this uh, happiness and joy and all it is, you know, insanity of the offseason will quickly melt into disaster. So uh, we'll see. Uh, I thought it was good seeing Makai Becton the other night actually wiping some people out in that preseason game against Tampa Bay. No, that was good to see, even though, you know, the Jets lost 13-6. Who cares? But, um it was good to see him, you know, doing some good work there on the offensive line. And maybe he is going to wind up being the starting right tackle. You know, maybe the way we're going to see it is Dwayne Brown left tackle. We haven't even seen him yet. Dwayne Brown left tackle. Becton right tackle. Tomlinson left guard. AVT right guard. And then either Tipman or McGovern at the starting center spot. So that's probably how we're going to see it play out. Now, the one negative thing from the other night, was the injury to the kid, the rookie running back, Izzy uh, Abanaconda. And uh, I tell you, when it went down, it did not look good. You know, they had to you know, help him off the field. I get, I, What did I hear? Like, a, Is it a thigh injury, I believe? And I haven't heard any extent of the uh, how serious it is. But uh, that, was not, that was not good because I tell you, right, he looks like he, the Jets look like they have something with Izzy. Of course, the fifth-round pick out of Pittsburgh. So we'll keep an eye on that. Outside of that, really no real injuries to 
to report. But, you know, Rodgers playing, how do I feel about Rodgers playing Saturday night? My feeling is this. Am I thrilled about it? No. Because as I just stated, God forbid anything happens to him. We did see Daniel Jones play a series the other night for the Giants. We did see Patrick Mahomes has actually played two games so far. Not Obviously not the whole game, but a couple series in two games so far for the Chiefs in the preseason. So, look, now, I mean, uh, the Chiefs are a little better, even as good as the Jets may look on paper. The Chiefs are the defending world champion. So, but I guess Mahomes wanted to, uh, you know, wanted to get some time in. So, I'm not thrilled about Rodgers playing. You know, we'll be on pins and needles as Jet fans watching. You know, that some uh, young giant rookie trying to make a name for himself says, oh, let me go wipe Aaron Rodgers out and, you know, wipe uh, the Jets off the face of the earth for the rest of the season. I'm sure the Giants would be thrilled with that. But nevertheless, let's hope none of that happens. Let's hope no injury. And again, we will see Aaron Rodgers play on uh, Saturday night. And that'll be interesting. And, you know, maybe we'll see Garrett Wilson. Maybe we'll see Alan Lazard. We did see Lazard play a couple plays the other day against Tampa Bay. Uh, we saw McCall Hardman play a little bit as well. I doubt we're going to see Brees Hall. Maybe we'll see Dalvin Cook play a series. I don't know if we will. I don't know how caught up he is on everything. He hasn't really been here that long. Uh, I guess we'll see some Michael Carter. I guess we'll see some Bam Knight, as there's a lot of guys now in that running back room when you throw in, uh, you know, Dalvin Cook coming in as well. So we'll see. Still a few weeks away from opening day, opening night against the Bills on Monday night, the 11th. And uh, But Aaron Rodgers will get some playing time uh, coming up on Sunday. So, uh, excuse me, on Saturday. So uh, I think that's pretty interesting. And like I said, we'll all be on uh, on pins and needles waiting to see how that plays out uh, for Rodgers. My overall take so far on the preseason with the Jets, there is no take, you know. Like I said, the only thing I ever really worry about is injuries. Got the injury to Abanaconda here. Hopefully that's not going to be too serious because they really look like they got something with him. But that's really all that matters to me. You know, everything else is irrelevant. It doesn't matter if they win the games. You know, we'll see. You know, you know, a couple of the rookies have looked good. The kid, Will McDonald, number one pick has looked pretty good. No doubt. I mentioned Abanaconda looking good. Tipman has looked pretty good. Um, you know, when he's been in there for the Jets on the offensive line. So we'll see. You know, we'll see. We'll see what we look like when, when it all gets started and we're all ready to go. And uh, my wife's got something that she's getting ready to show me here on the phone. Oh, oh, is that who did it? Domingo Magundo? We're talking about Valare now again. I know people could kill it. Here we go. Yes. Domingo Maduno. That's the original. Oh, uh, okay. That's the original. For people who really give a flying rat's tail yes. about the original Valare done in Italian, it's Domingo Maduno. So there you go. For everybody that, you know, 19. and I guess his son must have done it too. Massimo uh, Maduno, right? Massimo. Franco Gandalfi did it. Oh, that's a woman. Franca Gandalfi. Wow. And Fabio Camilli did it too as well. So there you go. There's the whole, uh, the whole mishpuka of the Valare the in, in the total Italian that nobody that's listening to this podcast gives a, you know, a damn about. I mean, what else can you say? <laughs> But very good job. My wife will, let me tell you right now, my what the, the, probably the, the worst and the best and the worst invention in the history of mankind was cell phones. I mean, let's be honest about it. Okay. Right. 
I mean, nothing, you know, with not a lot of going on right now in the sports world I mean, with the baseball teams. How about the Yankees? They've lost eight in a row. What a disaster. We'll get to that a little bit. You know, the Mets had their little mini winning streak ended yesterday by the Cardinals. Pete Alonso did hit his 39th home run of the year. And by the way, let me, let me throw this out again. You know, hey, Uncle Stevie, time to ante up for Pete, okay? Stop listening to the idiot, uh, to the, uh, you know, uh, the baseball writers who know more than anybody. I mean, they're so intelligent. <laughs> yeah, the, the baseball writers of America are the only people in, in the world that actually know the meaning of life, if you didn't know. Okay, I thought it was only Francesa, but I was wrong. But it's time to ante up for Uncle Pete. There's no doubt about it. But it's time to ante up for Pete, Uncle Steve. Excuse me, I'm lost this morning. But anyway, let's get back to this. All right, let's get back to cell phones. What a disaster they are. I mean, let's be honest. You know, when I was still working full time, right, and I was every morning I'd be taking the pad train going from Hoboken into the city, right, to go to work at the, down in 345 Hudson Street. The pad train, and this is the pre-COVID days, right, the, you would be like saw, a sardine cans, right? Everybody tucked in, you know, the 8 o'clock pad train, everybody and their brothers on it, you know. You can't even freaking move, okay? But everybody had their face in the goddamn cell phone. Everybody in these smartphones, right? They're so goddamn smart. And and they are just brutal. I mean, I can't say I can't say anything to my wife. Next thing you know, she's looking it up, right? Gotta see what it is. I gotta know, right? No, really. It's not just it's everybody, it's the whole world. No, to some degree it is. And also, you could also say that ignorance is bliss, too. I mean, you know, knowledge is power. Ignorance is bliss. I mean, sometimes you're better off being ignorant. Let's be real. You know? You know, I, I, what else can you say? But I, I would go, oh, my God. How did we go? How did we live all those years without a cell phone? Right? How did we live? How? I mean, you couldn't take a picture of anybody when they went? I mean, come on. How do we live? Thank God, back in, you know, when I was growing up and then in the 80s when I was, you know, out and about, let's say, thank God that there was no cell phones. Could you imagine some of the stuff? I mean, you know, you you couldn't get, you know, back then in the 80s, you can get away with anything. I mean, let's be honest. You pretty much, you know, you could get away with whatever the hell you were doing. And thank God, because I was doing a lot. Could you imagine now trying to get away with some of the stuff when you got cell phones? You can't get away with anything. Everybody's taking pictures, right? Right? I mean, it's out there. It's this. It's that. I got to look something up. And 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 look, technology to an extent is great. I mean, I, I'm not too thrilled about this artificial intelligence nonsense. I mean, I, I'm a little scared by that. God forbid. I'm, I, hopefully, I won't be. I'll be long gone by the time the robots take over. God forbid that that ever happens. But, you know, to a degree, you know, all this technology is good. Like I, like I, we had the Google Play, right? And, and this, I didn't even know we had it for a few years. I didn't even know we had it. And I had no idea the powers of this thing. And now I can hear any song in the history of mankind just by saying, hey, Google, play whatever. And I go on, I go into this, you know, these long sessions of listening to all these different songs and all of this. I'm drive my wife a little crazy doing it because, you know, not all the songs are like, you know, what she really wants to hear. <laughs> That's for sure. I don't know if she was too happy about my rendition of Valaria earlier on. But I mean, but so there is, 
you know, there are things that, you know, technology is good, but in the long haul, is technology really that good? I mean, I, you know, I don't know. I got, look, uh, look, I grew up in, a, in an era where, uh, you know, we, ba- we barely had cars, you know, when I was growing I grew up, there was black and white TVs and transistor radios, you know. You take your transistor radio, went to school to listen to the World Series, which, oh, by the way, was all in the afternoon. How about that? And how great was that? Let's be honest. If you grew up in that era, how good was it having a World Series games in the afternoon and going into school with your little transistor radio and popping it into your ear and listening to the game, right? Those were the days never to be seen again. Now the, now the World Series is at night. You know, they <laughs> they keep starting it later and later and later. You know, you know the deal. You know, you know what it's all about. But anyway, so my little di- digression into uh, the world of technology that kind of makes me uh, insane. But anyway, getting back to the Jets, though. I mean, we'll see what happens. Uh, I, you know, I'm I'm up in the air about Rodgers playing, but if he wants to play, let him get out there. Like I said, I'm sure he's not going to be out there too long. And he's got plenty of time to rest after that because the Jets don't play till September 11th. What is that? So that game's the 26th. So how many games? So they got a week. So they almost got really over two weeks till they play. Probably like 15, 16 days till they play opening day after the final preseason game. And, of course, coming up this week as well, as we're really going all over the map, coming up this week as well is the big wedding on Friday night. My good buddy, the great John Dostremski, J.J., after you know, about 10 years of living with this woman, and I don't know how she put up with it all the years, is finally going to marry you. Well, how about that? So the wedding's coming up Friday. This is going to be an extravaganza. My wife got the dress on Saturday. You know, it's always like insane. You know, my wife's got to get got to get a dress for a wedding. It's, oh my God, you know, it's not exactly uh, the easiest thing in the world. But nevertheless, I wasn't there. I was playing golf. I was happy to miss it. But uh, she was there with uh, with Aaron, and they worked it out, and they got it done. And it's a beautiful dress, and she looks great. And she's going to be one of the hottest chicks at the place, you know, and all of that. So I'm, um, but it's going to be quite the extravagance. It's going to be a who's who of people in the media world. And how about this? How about this? Big Mike is coming to the wedding. I can see. I mean, you're here. What are you doing here? What do you want? What do you, what do you think? You're a big deal because you play golf with Salah. You think you, you think you're somebody, <laughs> right? So Mike will be at the wedding. Uh, there'll be a lot of people at the wedding. And there will be uh, next, probably Saturday, what we're going to do Saturday on the on the, on the the uh, Saturday morning show on WFAN, which will be tonight, the morning after the wedding, we will break down the wedding. I'll probably, he doesn't know it yet, but my good buddy Tommy Lugauer, I'm, I'm penciling him in, and he doesn't know it yet. I'll tell him on Friday night when I see him. I'm penciling him in to be the go-to guy to break down the wedding on the show Saturday. So he's going to be the guy to do it. So, uh, Tommy, you don't know that yet. Yeah, but <laughs> we will discuss that at the uh, at the wedding on uh, on Friday. But, it, I mean, but it's going to be a veritable who's who. Like I said, Francesca is actually going to be there. Uh, you know, I'll be there for what that's worth, me, you know, whatever. I'm low on that pecking order. But, uh, you know, my buddy Kenny Scarabaggio is coming. He's going to, you know, Tommy Keenan's coming. Uh, I hear uh, Ernie's coming. Acosta, I heard. How about that? I haven't seen Ernie in a long time. My longtime producer, uh, Malusis, is coming to this. Chris Lapresti, Sal Licata, uh, Sean Marash will be there. I mean, you know, 
different people. I heard uh, Michelle Margot from SNY, the former SNY uh, staffer, Maria Marino. So all these, so this is going to be a big deal, okay? And and so we will, Lugie obviously will be there, Tommy Lugauer. So we will break it down. We'll have Lugauer there for the Saturday morning breakdown of the wedding. And we may even bring my wife in a little bit. She doesn't know it yet. Maybe we'll bring her in for Saturday to get a little, get her take. <laughs> I'm sure she'll have a nice encounter with Mike. They'll have a nice friendly discussion. As Mike tells her that, you know, now, you know, now I'm like a two handicap now. God, I'm shooting in the low 70s. You know, my wife Rose, she has, she has the swing speed of uh, Bryson DeChambeau. <laughs> you know, so I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure that my wife and, and Mike will be discussing golf. Maybe Mike will invite us out to the, uh, to the uh, Francesa uh, golf course, whatever, whatever that, I think I played it once with him. I actually played golf with Mike, and this had to be between 10 and 15 years ago. Um, I was doing a midday show. No, I guess I was doing a midday. I must have been. I did it in the morning, so I must have been filling in. It had to be when I was filling in for Mike in the afternoon. That had to be when it was. And I played golf with Mike, the great Sugar Ray Martel, uh, my longtime producer on the overnight, and uh, Mike Breen, the great Mike Breen, of course, the great NBA Nick announcer and all that. That's a long, long time ago. So we'll see. I'm sure Mike, though, will be, be my wife and Mike will be breaking down uh, the world of golf. You know, they have golf games. And who knows? Maybe Michael might invite us. Like I said, maybe he'll invite us out there. And wouldn't that be something? <laughs> yeah. Don't count on that happening. Anyway, Beningo on a on the uh, the Monday morning podcast. We're really going all over. Not really talking sports here. How about how about the Yankees? They lost their eighth straight game. They lost 6-5 to the Red Sox yesterday. The Red Sox have beaten the Yankees. Think about this, Yankee fans. Eight out of nine times this year. What? Eight out of nine. They got swept at the stadium. They got swept in Atlanta. They lost two out of three to Miami last week. They got an off day today. And they played the Nationals at the stadium. Washington's actually played some good baseball. So the Yankees right now, first time since 1995 that the Yankees have lost eight straight games. And it's funny because remember that year, Buck Showalter was the manager. The Yankees got red hot after that. Remember they made that trade for David Cohn. They got red hot after that and actually wound up making the playoffs. Remember they got into the playoffs and lost that wild five-game series to the, to the Mariners, losing, uh, winning the first two games at Yankee Stadium and then losing the last three in Seattle. Uh, the famous base hit by Edgar Martinez. Uh, against the, who, who did he give up? Who gave up the hit there? Was it Jack McDowell that gave it? I guess it was McDowell, right? That gave it up. And, uh, you know, Ken Griffey uh, Jr. scoring the game winning run and Seattle winning that playoff series and all of that. And then Buck got fired right after that. And here comes Clueless. Remember the, remember the papers? Clueless Joe with Joe Torrey got hired. And <laughs> all Joe did was win four championships and three in a row and six pennants. And, uh, boy, does that seem, if you're a Yankee fan now, does that seem like ancient history, huh? Wow. Yankees, four games under 500. They're 60 and 64. They've lost eight straight games. Yankee fans, forget the delusion that your team's making the playoffs. They might be worse than the Mets right now. Right, let's, be, let's be real. The Mets who have punted the season away, and the Yankees might be worse. They still got a little better record than the Mets do. What did the Mets got? What did the Mets got? 67 losses? What are they, 58 and 67? The Yankees are 60 and 64. So they're like three games in the loss column ahead of them. 
But right now, the Mets are certainly playing better baseball. I mean, for what that's worth, it's not worth a hell of a lot. But but just think about that, Yankee fans. Yankees, eight straight losses. They're four games under 500. they They're in last place in the American League East. I believe they're seven or eight games out of the wild card. They're even farther out of the wild card than the Mets are in the National League. It is a disgrace. And I said this the other day, and I'm no Yankee fan, and I love the fact they're losing. But how in the world can Hal Steinbrenner justify bringing Brian Cashman and Aaron Boone back? How can you justify it? I mean, there's going to there's gonna be a mutiny with Yankee fans if, they, if Cashman isn't fired at the end of the year. And it doesn't look like that's going to happen. I think he gave him a four-year extension or whatever, which is insane. But the Yankees need a new voice. They need a new direction. They need a new voice. And it has really been a disaster. I mean, this is the worst baseball season we've seen in New York probably since those early 90 years, right? That's the, you got to go back that far to having both teams be this bad. It really, I so when you think about it, I mean, you know, the early 90s were not exactly a great period for the Mets. And God knows they, the early 90s were, were certainly not a great period for the Yankees, the stump Merrill years, as we say. So Yankees just in a complete free fall, eight straight losses, longest winning streak since 95, and just continuing to sink farther and farther and farther. They're off today, play the Nationals coming up at uh, Yankee Stadium on Tuesday. I guess it's three-game series, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. The Mets go to Atlanta now. They play three games with the Braves. You know, you got you can't feel too good about that. But let's see. Maybe they can at least win a game down here. And let's see Pete continue to do what he's doing. Pete hit his 39th home run yesterday, Alonzo. He's got 39 homers, 94 RBIs. Uncle Stevie, ante up! <laughs> he might hit 50, Pete. The way he's going, he, you know. What, they got 37 games to play? He needs 11 home runs? That's not out of the question by any uh, any stretch of the imagination. All right, let's get the uh, sponsors in here. The Hackensack Brewing Company, uh, two weeks uh, from this past Friday, a week from this coming Friday, our next live podcast, September 1st. Evan Roberts, my great partner, longtime partner, will be with us. Should be terrific. Uh, we'll lead you in to the football season. So it should be a terrific night. You want to check it out. And you know the deal, Hackensack Brewing Company, 30 seconds off Route 4 in Hackensack. Uh, who needs a house out in Hackensack? I always say that. You're tired of hearing me say it. The tap room's open from 4.30 to 10, Monday through Friday, 2 to 10 Saturday, 12 to 8 Sunday. 78 Johnson Avenue in Hackensack, right behind the tombstones. Man, there's a lot of tombstones there with the baseball season this year. So uh, check it out. And again, go see Mike Jones. Go see TJ. Don't forget to check out my Oda Payne beer. I think he's still got the Met colors. We'll be going into the football colors, the green for the Jets coming up soon on Oda Payne Beer. Uh, see Herb and Andre and everybody over at the Hackensack Brewing Company. And then if you need work done on your car, you can go check out Anita Discount Tire. And you can go see my son, Johnny. You can go see his boss, Ari. You can go see all the people over there. Uh, Rob, who does a great job, uh, one of the great mechanics. Uh, like I said, you need work done on your car. Uh, you need tires, you need your car inspected, anything in the automotive world, that's the place to go. Tell them Beningo sent you. We have a little issue with our alarm right now. When you start the car, we had this issue about starting the car, right? And the, the key fob would not work, right? To open, It doesn't work to open the door. So we have to open the door now with the little key thing. And when we open the door, the alarm goes off. 
And I know there's been a few people around that have kind of been upset by that. I mean, it's, you know, lasts like five seconds, but whatever. So that's our next endeavor that we have to do is get that done. It's not that big a deal. I'm not rushing to do it, but that'll be my uh, next uh, venture at uh, Anita Discount Tire. But tell them Beningo sent you. <clears throat> Any work you need done with your car, go check them out. They'll take care of you. And then, of course, DraftKings. Next week, we will start our, or when the football season starts, we will have our uh, new year with DraftKings. It'll be our third consecutive year. We appreciate all they've done. Uh, you want to bet on anything going on in the sports world or anywhere, in-game betting, whatever you want, uh, casino gambling, you got it on DraftKings. So go check it out. And like I said, <clears throat> we will have ours. I cough up along as usual. Our third consecutive year uh, coming up with the uh, good people at uh, at DraftKings. So uh, you want to go uh, check all of that out. And uh, it's going to be good. It's going to be the football season. We're all ready, rocking and rolling and ready to go for football. But again, September 1st, our next live podcast at the Hackensack Brewing Company. Check it out. Evan will be with us. And then down the road, we'll have uh, Fireman Ed. He'll be coming up at some point as we uh, move on into the uh, meat of the uh, NFL season. So uh, ready to roll, ready to do all that. Uh, very excited about it, but uh, nevertheless, football can't get here fast enough as the baseball season has been an unmitigated out-and-out disaster, right? I mean, there really is no other way to say it. By the way, if you've been watching the uh, the winning time on the Lakers, the uh, dynasty of the 80s Lakers, you watching that? I watched part three last night of season two. Not great. I got to tell you, I was not, it wasn't great. It really focused mostly on Larry Bird and, you know, showing up, you know, when he was young at French in French Lick, Indiana, and his father, who I believe killed himself, and they showed a little scene of of that happening and how it affected Larry and all of that, and how, you know, he initially went to Indiana University to play for Bobby Knight. That didn't work out. He couldn't take it there. He left and eventually winds up, as we all know, at Indiana State, uh, where he took Indiana State all the way to the NCAA championship game in 1979. They were undefeated before they Ran into Magic Johnson in Michigan State. And, uh, you know, Michigan State beat him in that championship game. And, of course, the great rivalry between Bird and Magic in the 80s. And we're just, get, we're just getting into that now. Like I said, I mean, you know, they the last we saw of game action was the Lakers losing the 1981 opening round of the playoffs in that stupid two-out-of-three miniseries they used to have in the NBA to the Houston Rockets, who actually had a losing record that year. Remember, they went 40-42. and 42. They had Moses Malone, they had Calvin Murphy, they had Mike Dunleavy on that team, if you remember. And they went 40-42, and 42, went all the way to the NBA Finals, played the Celtics, and lost a tough, game, tough six-game series to Boston. That was the first of the three Larry Bird titles. And we're getting to 1984, when the Lakers will play the Celtics for the first time in the 80s. Remember, they lost that series in seven, and then they won the next two. They beat them in 85 and six. Winning the championship in Boston. You can see Kareem running down the court now, all happy. And then they beat him again in 1987. Just think of this if you're watching the winning time. From 1980 to 1989, right, 10 championships in the NBA were decided. Only twice in the 80s did the championship go to a team that was not the Celtics or the Lakers. 83 when the Sixers won with Moses Malone and Dr. J. And then in 89 when the – Pistons won, 
you know, the bad boys, the first of their back-to-back titles with Isaiah and Dumas and Lane Beer and, you know, Rick Mahorn and Dennis Rodman and all those guys. And that's the only two. The Celtics won three. The Lakers won five. They played against each other, like I said, three times in the 80s. The Lakers won two out of the three. 85 and 87, the Celtics won a crazy seven-game series in 84. So we're all getting to that now in that winning time. But it's really, really very, very good. If you haven't seen it, you should check it out. Uh, You know, bless you, darling. And she will sneeze now at least four other times. The over-under, when my wife sneezes, okay, the over-under now in Vegas is three and a half. She's been sneezing more lately that where it might be up to four now, you know. I'm going to see if you can get that. I'm going to talk to the people at DraftKings and see if we can get an over-under on my wife sneezing. If you want to bet. Now, she's only sneezed once so far. Maybe that's because she's laughing and I'm talking about it. <clears throat> but usually she's good for about four in a row. I think the record is seven. Is it seven or eight? What is it? Six. Six is, oh, we haven't hit seven yet? No. We haven't hit Mickey yet? No. We're only up to uh, Joe Torre, six? That's it? Six. All right. Torrey. Just Torrey. We always, when we're playing golf, <laughs> we always, like, use the Yankee numbers. For like a score, you don't get a lot. You don't get a lot of Derek Jeters. There's not a lot of those. <laughs> you don't get a lot of twos on the scorecard. You do get threes on the scorecard, you know, because you, you'll par a par three. So you do get some babes. You know, you don't want a yogi. You don't want those yogis. You know, <laughs> yogi or anything above is not good. And Mickey's not too good either. You know, you can occasionally live with a Tory. The, the uh, Joe D's are all right. Generally, depends. Not if you're three putt when you're putting for birdie, but you know. Anyway, but we're all over the place today, man. And I'm sorry, if you were if you were looking for some kind of major breakdown on sports today, you really didn't get it. And the reason is they're really what is there to talk about? Preseason football? The fact that Daniel Jones and the Giant offense looked good in their first series the other night against Carolina. I tell you, I know it's preseason, but I I think Frank Reich and the Panthers are gonna have a long year. I can tell you that. But there's just not done, you know, the the baseball's a disaster. The Mets are the Mets are long done. The Yankees are sinking extremely fast. You know the season's over, so we're in a waiting period right now. Preseason football is what it is. You can't get excited about that. So we're all kind of in that holding pattern, uh, waiting for opening night. If you're a Giant fan, September 10th Sunday night against the Cowboys. If you're a Jet fan, September 11th Monday night against Buffalo. So uh, we'll see how it goes. I'm pumped up for the wedding on Friday. I will have one more podcast the day of the wedding. And then we'll break down uh, JJ's wedding coming up on Saturday with Tommy Lugauer, even though Lugie doesn't know about it yet. But I'm sure he'll be more than glad to come on and break down the wedding. So everybody have a great week. Enjoy it. I think the wedding's the wedding. The weather's supposed to be good today. All 